are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material, and before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by our Chief Economist and Head of Research, Stephen Helmerich. Stephen, good to have you on again. Thanks, Belinda. Great to be with you. Even if it is over the phone. <laughs> yes. Indeed. <laughs> now, it is the third Tuesday of the month, so we are going to be talking about the Household Spending Intention Series. Now, this data is for July, so we have lots of different moving features with this data. Because we compare the data to 2020, that was obviously when the economy was reopening. We just got out of the very long lockdown of 2020, so things were looking brighter. So that would have helped the data, but on the flip side, obviously July we did start to see rolling lockdowns in a number of different state economies throughout Australia. What happened with the data? Well, yes, that's right. There's a lot of moving parts uh, in July this year relative to July last year. As you say, you know, July last year things were beginning to look good. We were coming out of lockdowns in many parts of the country and the economy, the economic recovery had begun. And July this year, unfortunately, we're hit by the Delta strain Mm. moving across the country and lockdowns in many parts of Australia. So uh, given all that, not surprisingly, uh, six out of the seven household spending intention categories are down uh, in the month of July. Uh, The only one that's up is is health and fitness spending, and that was mostly on uh, health-related spending. So weakness. Uh, pretty much across the board July this year relative to July last year. And obviously moving on uh, to next month in August, we're also going to have to see some impact of the rolling lockdowns throughout many state economies throughout Australia and obviously the extended lockdown in New South Wales and what's looking more and more likely is an extended lockdown in Victoria as well. So what we're going to see with all economic data is a lot of different impacts because of these lockdowns in the months ahead. Yes, unfortunately, that's true. I think, you know, we were adjusting the data this year for the, the base effects of, of last year. Mm. And now, of course, we've got this uh, these phases of lockdowns again. And so that's going to really uh, create a lot of volatility, uncertainty in the data, as you said, not just in July, but August. And most likely, unfortunately, through September, October as well. So, um the economic data is going to be quite weak. Uh, the economic recovery has really hit a big pothole uh, and that's the unfortunate situation we find ourselves in. And we certainly did see that in our weekly card spending data as well where kind of national spending uh, to the week ending the 13th of August is certainly flat on the same week in 2020. It's just a little bit higher compared to 2019 levels and that's certainly, I think, what we're seeing in a lot of the high-frequency data at the moment, be it card spending, confidence, and also uh, employment data as well, which it, it may take a couple more months to see that in the data. Now, moving on to the different categories for the HSI, let's start with home buying intentions. Uh, what is happening in that category for the month of July? Yeah, well, home buying intentions are lower in July this year relative to July last year, but they're still up relative to July 2019. So 
the way I would describe the home buying intentions is you know, the medium-term improvement is still mm. uh, in place, uh, certainly being driven by the very low level of interest rates with sort of continuing increase in home loan applications. Uh, so the medium-term upward trend remains in place, but for this month, uh, for July this year, uh, certainly some downside, some weakness relative to July last year. Certainly what we saw during the lockdown uh, last year, we didn't see the housing market uh, as impacted as what we initially thought. So it'll be interesting to see how the housing market deals with the rolling lockdowns we are currently seeing. Obviously, the housing market has been incredibly strong in 2021 to date, and we do continue to expect price rises from here. That's correct, yes. We are expecting house prices actually to be up 20% in calendar 2021, which, which sounds like a big number, mm. but they're already up 15% year to July. So a lot of momentum in the house price market. And moving on to retail spending intentions, this is one of the categories that does move around significantly month to month. Uh, what happened in July? That's right. You know, a lot of volatility in this number. So July 2021 is uh, down relative to July last year, uh, but up relative to July 2019. And I think here where the base effects are having an impact as well. So July last year was particularly strong. So there are increases in things like food and non-alcoholic beverages, department stores, hardware equipment and supplies, uh, digital apps, mm. uh, electronic stores are all, and pet shops are all up this year relative to uh, July last year. But weakness in things like clothing and footwear, uh, household furnishings and mm. equipment, um, you know, jewellery and watch shops, uh, watch shops. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, for those big ticket items, you know, food, uh, some strength there. I think uh, many households will be buying more food now than they were this time last year, given, uh, you know, eating three meals a day in, at home. <laughs> yes. Whereas for the more discretionary items, uh, certainly some weakness there. And no doubt travel will be uh, largely impacted right now just because, because of the very large state border closures going on. What did that category show? Yeah, travel spending intentions down sharply. Uh, really interesting, though, they were, they were down a lot in the initial phase of the lockdown last year. Mm. Then early, early this year, recovered very strongly, but, but down again now. Uh, that includes you know, uh, both actual travel in terms of uh, you know, cars and airlines and bus lines and cruise ships and things like that, but also um, uh, things like uh, you know, recreation, uh, amusement parks, you know, travel agencies, all very all very weak, unfortunately. And you mentioned at the start that uh, every category but health and fitness uh, did fall in the month. Uh, what was the strength in the health and fitness spending intentions category? Yeah, well, the strength was mostly in the health categories. So uh, doctors, hospitals, medical labs, nursing and personal care, uh, orthopedic, uh, osteopaths all up uh, July this year relative to July last year. Uh, some of those you'd, we would probably count as uh, spending that you'd rather not see mm. happening, um, but uh, definitely some higher spending there. Uh, in terms of the, the fitness sector, uh, there was some increases in uh, professional, commercial and professional sports and club memberships this year relative to last year uh, in July. Uh, but I think, uh, unfortunately, that'll probably decline in coming months as you know, crowds going to sport is mm. not happening again and uh most of the winter um, sport competitions, the non-professional ones, have now all been cancelled. Uh, so that's really unfortunate. 
And we did see a downturn in entertainment spending intentions as well. That's obviously a category that is significantly impacted by uh, restrictions. Uh, What in particular happened in that category? Yeah, so the entertainment spending intentions category was down this year relative to the last year, but it's a bit of a mixed result. So there were increases in things like um, uh, fast food restaurants and uh, eating out, but most of that is takeaway. Mm. Uh, Cable and pay TV up. Digital books, digital movies, games, digital music, all up. Um, so that's uh, that's you know pretty representative of what's happening. People sitting at home and to be entertained. Yes. Uh, but there's definitely declines in on-premise alcohol spending, uh, boat rentals, things like bowling alleys, music stores, video arcades, all lower. Uh, again, that's um, that indicates people having to sit at home to find entertainment rather than going out. Yeah, it's a big shift in uh, where we are doing the spending and where we are doing our entertainment as well. Yeah, uh, what about yeah? What about education spending intentions? Yeah, so education spending intentions were, were down a bit in July relative to July last year, but but only a little bit, not uh, not a significant decline. Uh, so there was actually um, a small increase in actual spending on education for the year, but Google searches lower a little bit. Um, so coming off from the uh, level of July last year, but still actually holding at relatively high levels. And finally, motor vehicle purchase intentions. This is one that had been strengthening at the start of this year, but it looks like that we are starting to see a, a retreat in that category. Yeah, it's quite interesting to see. Now, through the first half of 2021, motor vehicle spending intentions actually had increased quite sharply, uh, but they're down in July relative to July last year. I think that's partially due to the lockdowns. You know, it's difficult to, to go out looking for a car and, and purchasing a car when, mm. um, you know, there was the, the mask wearing requirements and um, many uh, many would have been closed or at low staff levels. So we have seen some softening of that uh, motor vehicle intentions as well. Stephen, it's been great to get your insights about the July household spending intention series. We'll catch you next month. Thanks, Belinda. My pleasure. Now, the data used in the Commonwealth Bank Household Spending Intention Series is a combination of CBA data and publicly available Google Trends data. Any reference to the term CBA data means the propriety data of the bank. As the statistics take into account only the bank's data, it may not reflect all trends in the market. All customer data used or represented is anonymised and aggregated before analysis and is used and disclosed in accordance with the bank's privacy policy statement. And you can read Stephen Halmerick's latest report on the CBA Household Spending Intentions series for July on combankresearch.com.au and that was published on the 17th of August 2021.